Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Play clock at three, two. They snap it. Purdy under seven, seven step drop. Gets chased out of there. Will throw on the run. Wide open. McCaffrey makes the catch. Goes down. Gets up. Touchdown. C. We've been waiting for someone to break out of the MVP pack, separate themselves. It has happened. Brock Purdy is is your clear and obvious front runner. San Francisco beats the Cardinals 45-29. This is Sean and Bobby. Choppy is out for the week. We got our Cowboys insider Bobby Bell. We got Peyton running things and Carter setting us up live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. McCaffrey should be up there as well. 18 for 115 and a touchdown. Man, Arizona scored first in this. I'm like, yes, James Conner, fantasy points. Bam, bam. San Francisco answers back, and they drop 45 on the cards. That Christian McCaffrey, if you did not see the play and you just heard the play-by-play there, that was not an exaggeration. Christian McCaffrey was so damn wide open (laughs) that he caught the ball, fell on his stomach, (laughs) gathered himself, stood up, and ran into the end zone before being caught. (laughs) Like, I mean, and had like 15 yards to go. There was plenty of time for them to catch up to him. So he had to get up and start from a uh, complete stop to sprint to the end zone. Still scored by an easy, easy length. San Francisco is just, they are so much better than everybody else right now. And I know that that we've at times had some Cowboys fans that get a little annoyed when we talk about how good San Francisco is. It's like, well, are you, are you a bunch of San Francisco fans? Like, no, it's just the reality of this team is the best in the NFL and it's not close. Only one that's clinched their division. They are 11 and three and they put it on Arizona, broke out and Brock Purdy enjoy that comfortable lead right now in the MVP race. And the Cowboys didn't just screw up your Sunday. What I'm really mad, they 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 really effed up tonight. I was so looking forward to tonight. I really was. The Eagles have so much drama for a team that's 10 and 3. They quietly changed defensive coordinators after Nick Sirianni lied to the media last week. Matt Patricia is taking over with the defensive play calls. They're sending the other guy uh, up into the booth. Sean Desai. Upstairs. So they're flipping the defensive play caller. Jalen Hurts downgraded with an illness, with a nasty sickness. He's been downgraded to questionable. We don't know what's going to happen with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. But this game tonight in Seattle, I was going to treat this. This was a playoff game for me with my freaking level of excitement. Cowboys. Handle business. 
Philadelphia drama. Darius Slay out with surgery. Darius Slay calling them out for being soft and bickering and finger-pointing. Former players there in the city. Seth Joyner. All this chaos taking place with Filthy, and the Dallas Cowboys flushed it right down the effing drain because now the division race is going to be over. And you missed the biggest headline. Like, the Eagles are having to do all this without Dommy Cutlets. Dom DeSandro, he's he's out now. He's banned from the sideline for the rest of the season. So the Eagles are in complete turmoil. It sounds like we might have to, uh, or or if this was a a Cowboys victory, it sounded like we would have had to have prayed potentially for Drew Locke to save you uh, since Geno Smith might not play. There's a lot of juice taken out of this game. But this was setting up perfect for Dallas to really be in the driver's seat if they had won yesterday because this was going to set up for a real opportunity for the Seahawks to, to do you a favor and handle business against Philadelphia tonight. Speaking of cutlets, let's now... Let's not tone down this, you loud New York meatballs. Car back to throw, looking for the end zone, and he gets the touchdown to number 80, Jimmy Graham. The touchdown, man. Saints radio with the call. New Orleans wins 24-6. to Tommy DeVito and his leprechaun-looking agent dressed in all green go 20-34 for a buck 77 Five yards of pass, zero touchdowns. He got sacked seven times. The QBR was a 14. Don't you bury the lead, Sean Sharif. The lead from this game, what a a gutsy MVP-like performance from one Derek Carr. Boy, just to pull that team to 7-7 and again, 218 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. If you'd like a chance, look, like I'm going to have to own some Dak stuff today. If you would like a chance to own your Derek Carr hate, I, I'm going to give it to you right now. Uh, Cowboys lining up to face <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> right now because New Orleans is not even in first. Baker Mayfield goes off. Good for Baker, man. Uh, Mike Evans is just a straight baller. Tampa Bay and this combination of games also earlier in the day, I guess we should tell you an hour and a half into the show, the Cowboys are in the playoffs. The Cowboys got a lot of the early help that they needed. They made the playoffs. A lot of Tolos saying Star that's up. why they quit. That's why they bailed. You know, you all hyped them up in the media. They already won the day by getting into the postseason. And it looks like they're going to face the NFC South winner right now. That would be Tampa. But Tampa is really tied with the Saints at 7-7. Seven and seven. Do you believe Dak Prescott when he says in his postgame press conference yesterday, he's like, I, I didn't even know we had clinched a playoff spot. He's like, I mean, that's good. But what, do you believe him when no. he says he had no clue they were no. in the playoffs? No. I don't either. No. Why, why, but why would he lie about it, too? I don't know, because he, he didn't want to seem like he was celebrating anything, probably. But, man, Tampa, this game, Green Bay's defense, especially in the second half, was awful. Baker Mayfield cooking you for a perfect passer rating? Yikes. The walk of death, the death march, off the plank, continues for Ron Rivera. Stafford from a strong right set. Play fakes, set up to throw. Full set, deep down the left side. No one near Cup. Caught at the 20, untouched to the end zone. Don't look now, but the Rams' cheat code is back. Cooper Cup for the third week in a row. What's up with these NFL announcers? I don't know, They're man. so good, man. I love it. They they are they are getting worked up the the touchdown CMC the Jimmy Graham and then that one good the grief Rams beat the Commanders twenty eight to twenty is it Kyron Williams mm-hmm. twenty seven for one fifty two on the ground 
James Cook laughs at that, but that's still a nice day. Uh, at five and a half yards of carry, Cooper Cup, eight for 11. And the Commanders now are racing towards that higher draft pick with a record of four and 10. Boy, Jaco- that- Jacoby Brissett had to come into this game for 10 pass attempts. What I don't understand is how did Kyron Williams have five catches in this game for three yards? How does that even happen <laughs> that you get five receptions and they average like a half a yard each? Last night, maybe you were looking forward to a good football game. You know, the the numbers look decent for Trevor Lawrence. But once again, like I've been telling you for two years, and Mike Bassick as well, they're Jackson frauds. Well, the Ravens at the 16-yard line. Lamar wants to throw, lob to the end zone, looking for his man. He's got him, Isaiah Likely. Touchdown, Ravens. And John Simpson should be the first one over there to hug Likely because he just got him out of the doghouse. Yeah, and he should be hugging Lamar. Ravens radio with the call, 23-7. to Jacksonville scores seven points. They absolutely botch the end of the first half possession. They get zero points out of that. And Jackson fake is now eight and six. Thank God they cooled off. Because yeah. RJ was going to try to sit back and develop, even though he hasn't watched Jacksonville at all. He's going to sit there and try to say, oh, there's two, two games away from the top spot in the AFC. Oh, you, you're dogging Trevor Lawrence. And they're just sitting there. No, this is what they are, eight and six, even Bassick has started to give up. See, one of the uh one of one of the members of the NFL, you know, data analytics community, Arjun Menon on uh Twitter, he had tweeted yesterday, is it okay to say that Trevor Lawrence will probably never reach the elite tier of quarterbacks despite being touted as the most generational quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck? St- Luck, still a good quarterback, but we're going to be 3 years in and he's never put it all together to show he's worthy of that tier. And I think that's really become the discussion in the last couple of weeks about Trevor Lawrence is that, hey, the reality is setting in that he's probably not going to be what he was touted to be. He's good. He's not great. Congrats to the rest of you for catching up. Good yeah. job. Glad. Glad you cite that guy's narrative. Great. You watch you more football than my, us. What, what, be, what, do you, what do you want me to do? You should be reading my tweets. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. 877-881-1053. You know, Saturday's games were actually pretty daggone entertaining uh, I was watching high school football mixed with the NFL. Uh, the best game of the day ended up being the biggest stinker. The Lions got five touchdown passes from Jared Goff. They crushed the Broncos, and Sean Payton is screaming and yelling up and down at Russell Wilson. And Sean Payton wasn't in the best mood afterwards when asked about it. The frustrating part of the sequence was the next run. So we'll leave it at that. Yo, did you want no, the, I said the frustrating part of the sequence was the next play yeah. to Burton where we scored. The, uh, the I was upset about the call. That's all. Simple. No, I was upset at the call. Speaking so of frustration, yeah. you get the 40-yard pass and then you lose the fumble. You have a chance to seize the momentum early. Just talk about that turn. No, listen, it's a difficult night, like you said. You know, no. It was just one of those moments. Listen, what I talk with Russell about is none of your business. Woo! Got Rick Carlisle, Sean Sharif right there, putting his plates like I did uh, with Coach. So that was Sean Payton. I misspoke. The middle game sucked, too, because the Steelers were playing. Yo, man, Coach of the Year consideration for Shane Steichen. 30-13, to 13, the Colts with Gardner Minshew are 8-6. and six. Another give up from Kenny Pickett. Like every week, there's a play. Like the world is focused in, and Kenny doesn't care. 
Kenny don't care. Kenny. Kenny does not care. He is not going to go 100% all out. The Steelers fall to 7-7. Seven and seven. I think Kenny Pickett actually had, like, the longest interception less streak in the league. Dak had the second longest one. They got snapped yesterday with that pick. Pickett hasn't been turning over, but they don't score points. And then early on, Bengals-Vikings was amazing. This was the one, This was a good game. This was the one that I caught a little bit of uh, before Lee Bryce. Uh, this was the one that I was wow. able to take in a little bit. But uh, what I was really excited about is I wanted to see if uh, all the fans were just hammered drunk uh, like Zach Taylor had told them to be earlier in the week. I've never seen a coach do that. The coach steps up to the podium and says, hey, uh, my, my advice to you guys would be have that one more drink before you walk into the stadium. Just basically encouraging drunk, unruly <laughs> fans. But, uh, you know, a, a great performance again from Browning, who, of course, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see he got the drug test from the league right after his performance? They're like, hey, I'm uh, I'm with the league. I'm a tester. I'll be there tomorrow morning to pick up my sample. He also basically gave you like an FU statement in the post that Minnesota was the worst of all his roster cuts. Because I've been cut a lot. But the way they did it to me, uh, that one really, <laughs> really ticked me off. So good for Jake Browning. Good for all the family sitting in Joe Burrow's suite as well. Um, and, man, one of the plays of the year made by T. Higgins with that no-look, reach-around ball over the plane. That broke it. Did you see that play? Yeah. No, he, he was great. The whole, the, the Cincinnati game in general, that was the one that I got to catch there. But, man, Higgins, that was an incredible play. So it was, this was a week, though, I felt like, I don't know, this this felt like a week where we just didn't get a lot of big time, like, highlights or great plays or anything else. Higgins is the one that stood out to me. But, man, just a, a great performance from Cincinnati these last several weeks after Burrow's gone down to be able to rally and like now I believe they are the top wild card or the second wild card right now in the NFL. They're in the playoffs right now and they've been doing it without Burrow. It's been an incredible job by Zach Taylor. Who took in the high school football state championships at AT&T? Who watched? Who Wolchuk. checked it out? Did he? I think he went. I know he definitely was keeping up with it, but I think he actually went to the games. He was talking about it on Saturday. Pepe, did you check it out? I, I saw stuff on Twitter. I saw the crowd shots of how packed it was there, but I did not watch any of the games. South Oak Cliff loses. Uh, a lot of controversy over a call in that game, so they did not get the three-peat. Uh, Duncanville beat down North Shore 49-33 to as I was uh, I was checking out some of these games. And DeSoto. DeSoto won as well. You remember we were uh, when we went to DeSoto, right there we're on that, that line of DeSoto and Duncanville, and we were calling it Title Town, and they uh, they retained that moniker, but they were they were both impressive in both their games. A little surprised South Oak Cliff didn't win. All right, how Bobby pointed out that Dak in the offense was going to fail because of the weather conditions. What happened with the Mike McCarthy non-challenge on the Stephon Diggs play? And an NFL Hall of Famer, Terry Bradshaw, summarizes America's team perfectly. Could not be more perfect in a video clip that I sent out yesterday that blew up. More of the Cowboys carnage in Buffalo during the expressway. We go commercial free right after this. But this is that last thing you need to do. It's not getting the last second holiday gift. It's not putting that last stuffing in the stocking. It's getting to my computer career. I want you by March, by springtime, to be celebrating and being happy with that brand new salary and that job that you actually like. We are happy when you don't have to go to work. You shouldn't be this happy, and you can be by going to mycomputercareer.edu, taking the free career evaluation, and seeing if it's for you. It's a career in IT. It's computers. No experience or commitment is required. Check it out. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Third and four, shotgun for Allen, looking to his left, chased, flushed out right, thrown it through the back of the end zone. Well covered by Gilmore is Diggs. Now there's a flag back in the pocket, and it's going to be a late hit and a first down. Yep. More of the same. Brad Sham with the call. This is Sean and Bobby. Expressway is commercial-free starting right now. Choppy is off. Wait till you all hear. This is going to be a good best and worst of the weekend. Bobby going to see Lee Bryce without tickets. The hard launch from Peyton and his girlfriend. It's going to be a good best and the worst coming up. And you got to let us know what you got into this weekend, good or bad, or both, at 877-881-1053. I love this tweet from Ryan Tolo. Days like today make me glad I'm not on air. I'm content with forgetting about yesterday and just staring dead-eyed into the silent void of nothingness that will surround my husk of a sports soul for two to three more days. Duration of my sadness depends greatly on number 70's quad. That would be Zach Martin. So, what else happened in this game with the embarrassment in Buffalo? Well, Mike Mike McCarthy uh, missing an opportunity to challenge. Here's what happened with the Stephon Diggs play. It was 14 to 3, five minutes left in the second quarter. And Diggs fumbles. It's a clear fumble. Now, I did not notice it live at all. I wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, that ball was out. The Cowboys are acting like they were. The Cowboys are so lifeless and dead yesterday. I didn't even notice them like arguing or like being animated, like first down the other way, our ball. Maybe they were, and I'm just wanting to pile on them even more. But. What ends up happening? Josh Allen scores on a quarterback sneak with 136 left in the half. So you go from 14 to 3, should be Cowboys ball, to 21-3, and basically game over. Mike McCarthy, of course, very pleased to answer in the post-game presser. Why don't you challenge the play? Well, I grabbed my flag because I'm in the, you know, it was a bang bang and they, they, they went to hurry up, you know, so um and then you know there's communication with our with our guys up top and you know they, they we, we didn't get it we didn't get a review okay all right well i would think that and this is the so nick eatman tweeted about this said that just so you know we're getting the exact same feed from fox that they get upstairs they never showed a replay of the digs fumble until after the next snap and that's why the bills rushed to the line snap it could have challenged the play but didn't have a lot of time and no second look so the, the idea apparently is that whatever we're seeing in real time, that is what the the guys in the booth who are helping McCarthy make the decision are seeing. So when they didn't see a replay, they weren't able to just say, hey, yeah, that was a, a fumble. But here's what I would think. Diggs jumped up and was like, snap the damn ball. Like you could tell Diggs was concerned that he had fumbled the ball. And wanted, I think just on that reaction alone, it's like, man, you need a boost. You need something. You need You need a spark challenge just based on like I got to get something going even if I lose a timeout here it's worth potentially getting this spark and so I think that alone was just poor game management you have to throw the flag there 
given the gravity of the situation, regardless of whether you'd gotten a chance to see the replay or so not. So are we thinking they didn't, they just didn't get the replay? Like they didn't have the video accessible? That's to basically them. what it is. They didn't get a chance to look at it by the time that Buffalo went up and snapped the ball. That's why you were going to have to go just based on the reaction. But even if you didn't have the reaction, like I said, you're at that point, what? It's 14-3, 14-0, whatever it is. Uh, at that point, you really could use that spark. So to me, it's it's worth that timeout. Anyway, just do it. And you know what? You you didn't end up using your last timeout and a half anyway, so you very easily could have burned that on a missed challenge. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, I thought, absolutely nailed it. Everyone, part of the narrative this week, Stephen A is going to laugh at the Cowboys for folding in big moments. Uh, Dak Prescott in the rain and bad weather. Bobby will cover that here in just a second. Uh, facing good teams, over under 500. But, of course, everyone is going to be talking about toughness, going on the road, home versus road. And Terry Bradshaw yesterday on Fox, I thought, just absolutely nailed it. You take a certain amount of intensity with you when you're playing a good football team. If you're a good football team and you're going on the road to play a good football team, you take that intensity with you. They don't do it. I don't know why I believe in Dallas. I love their coach. Why don't they take it on the road and get nasty? They don't do it. They sit back and they, they just look like, come on, just take all you want from me. We'll just go ahead and look stupid. And that's what they did today. They don't match the intensity. And when you're playing great football teams and you believe in yourself, you take a certain amount of intensity with you that you deny them what they're doing. To say that they could come out and rush the football against Dallas's defense, you got to be kidding well, me. They knew they could. That's why they did it. Soft, lack of toughness, lack of back, whatever you want to call it. That's what they are. That's what they've been. That's why Jake Ferguson is my favorite player. He's the, he, he's the most clear-cut dog to me on this entire team. Mikey even gets criticized for fading in some of these types of moments. That he'll pack it up, too. Some some criticize. Fair or not, I'm just telling you. Uh, yesterday, the amount of Tolos who actually got mad at Zach Martin, two of the Cowboys' personal fouls I didn't have a problem with. I did not. I already explained my Sam Williams point. Uh, I didn't have a huge problem with that. And you're mad at Zach Martin for defending Dak? If no one goes over there, we have the Andy Dalton situation all over again. Wasn't it Andy Dalton? Yep, it was Andy Dalton who got hit by uh, John Bostick in I, Washington. I, I could not believe. I could not believe the amount of Cowboy fans saying stupid game 15 yards. It was early on in the game. I think it was scoreless. Even if it was 7 nothing. I don't care. I don't care if you pick up 15 yards. It shows you everything about the team. Zach runs over there, bumps the Bills defender, Offsetting penalties or 15 yards. So what? But people are getting on Zach. What you are have you doing? to do that. You have to. You have to do that. That was and that was something that universally they talked about at the time. Mike, Mike McCarthy, when that happened in Washington, said that's a teaching moment. Somebody's got to go out there. You can't let your quarterback get hit. You got to defend him. Uh, it was something where you know the guys talked about it afterwards. Like, hey, yeah, we got to be better than that. We got to stick up for a quarterback. I remember we talked to uh, uh, the late Gary Brown. We interviewed him around that time. And Gary had said that, yeah, that's something where you get in those meeting rooms and you tell your offensive lineman, this is unacceptable. You guys need to go out there. So that's that's Zach being a veteran and knowing what's required of him and doing it. And you just take that penalty. 877-881-1053. Truckwreck.com. Text on to hit us up. This whole toughness thing, too. What's even more deflating is Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys tried to change this 
after the first San Fran playoff loss. I remember you coming in here mm-hmm. and you just hammering that home, and you said that was going on the bulletin board of the offseason. And unfortunately, not much has changed in these moments, Bobby, even after McCarthy or whoever wanted that to change after the 49ers punked them. Yeah, I thought that was something that improved last year. They didn't get they didn't get pushed around nearly as much. It wasn't as as much of an issue where we were like, man, this team really out physical you. And you could see it at the time when they the if you look at their draft, look at the the top of their draft board from 2022. This is immediately after the 49ers game where they talked about we got to be more physical, we got to be tougher. These are the guys that they picked. Tyler Smith, pretty tough guy, pretty physical player. Sam Williams, pretty tough, edgy player. Jalen Tolbert has not come together the way they wanted yet, but that was one of his things coming out was that they said he had a little bit of attitude to him. The next pick was Jake Ferguson. A little bit later on in the draft, Deron Bland, Damone Clark. Like you got tough physical football players who like to mix it up. That was one of the big things that they looked for in that draft. And so they tried to address it. Um, You remember we, we talked about that with Dan Quinn, where we had said toughness has been such a big thing lately is that something you can coach out of somebody or is that something you have to identify and acquire is toughness? And he had said, I think you can get about a one to two point difference. If a guy's a five, you can get him to a six or a seven with coaching in terms of his toughness, but you're not going to be able to make a guy who's a five, a 10 as a tough football player. And that's something that I think they're finding right now is that they, they need, they need guys with a little bit more of an edge and who are, who are able to play physical hard nosed football. The Bills had 147 rushing yards in the first half. Worst games for the Cowboys' run defense this season. The Athletic tweeted this out. 222 from the Cardinals. 170 from the 49ers. And you were down 21-3 to at halftime, giving up 147 in the first half. They gave up 266 yards rushing yesterday, and that was only because three there was negative three yards with kneel downs from Josh Allen. It was actually 269 is what you gave up. Woo. But that's the third time in the last five years the Cowboys have allowed at least 266 yards rushing, and there are 21 other NFL teams that time that haven't done it once. Wow. So you are you have definitely struggled in a way that is not normal across the rest of the NFL. Michael Gelkin had the note yesterday that they allowed 22 carries of five yards or more, and that's the most they've allowed since they gave up 27 to the Ravens in November of 2000. We're talking about 23 years, Dave Campo era Cowboys. That was the last time that they were gashed like this on the run. You also uh, did a little DAC research project with the weather forecasts that we expected to get. Yeah, and there was a, there were some hurt feelings on social media yesterday when I tweeted this out. Tad, and I, was it Tad? No, I don't know. I don't know why people were getting worked up about it. Uh, they were just like, you know, it, it was a little defensive. It's well, that was a different time, or oh, you know, wait, what about Josh Allen? Where are his numbers in the rain? I'll wait. It's like, well, I don't cover the Bills. I'm sorry, I, I cover the Cowboys, and so I well, wanted to see how Dak Prescott plays in the rain. And I was a little surprised. I had thought, like, there were a couple different times where I was like, wasn't this game in the rain? Or wasn't there, there, there wet conditions or whatever else? And I found there were a few games where maybe it was raining in the morning, but it didn't actually rain How did you game. go back and figure out what time of day it rained? I, there's, like, weather history. They've got the <laughs> Weather Underground has the history, like, hour by hour for wow. certain dates. So I went back and looked. There have been three games before yesterday that he, he had played in the rain. So this was number four. These are his numbers now through four games in the rain. And I obviously know the rain impedes things. But for everybody who thought, well, Dak's going to throw for 304 touchdowns today. Dak is now 67 of 113. That's 59% completions in the rain. He is 632 yards. That's six yards per completion. 
He has not thrown a single touchdown in four games in the rain. And he has two interceptions. His pass rating is 67.4. Now, obviously, I don't think anybody's going to have better numbers right. in the rain than normal. I'm just saying it is such a significant drop-off. You have to recognize going into those games, you can't fall down big early. You're not going to be able to turn this into a track meet. You're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to have success doing that because it's not going to come from the passing game. They're so finesse. They're, they're so pretty. They, they are. Re- they really are. I, I, I told Basic yesterday because uh, he was talking about their shutdown factor, how, how quickly they'll quit and pack it up when they get punched. It, it was our Debo reference. When the Lakers were winning titles with Shaq and Kobe and they were going up against the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns running gun, those teams were fun as hell. But they were thought of as finesse. You bully them up a little bit. Shaq goes in there, throws his weight around. Vlade Divac, great, you know, offensive player. And a nice little no-looks with Jay Williams and White Chocolate and Chris Webber and Steve Nash. And Amari Stoudemire with all his dunks, but they're not tough. They're they're fancy. They're yeah. they're they're finesse. They'll drop one fifty on you, and it'll be the most fun thing to watch. But muck it up, playoff basketball. That's what this team is. That's what this team has been, and we all know it. And you're either in denial about it, or like Carter back there and us. We're like, yeah, we know, we know. It's just gonna keep coming. Like, Buffalo just emasculated you. Handoff after handoff after handoff. They are a pretty finesse Western Conference run-and-gun team from back in the day. And then when Kobe's Lakers faced the tough, gritty Boston Celtics in the finals, they got their ass kicked. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys are. Yeah, and I mean, they're they're going to be looking into a mirror in a lot of ways this next week uh, because Miami has a lot of the same things. Miami is... For McDaniel coming from the San Francisco tree, that team's not very physical. They run the ball a lot, but they run it still in a very finesse style and kind of spread things out. Philly beat them up. You know, yeah. That was a criticism. Yeah, and physical teams have given Miami issues. So I, I think that this was your best opportunity left on the schedule. Detroit's a tough football team. They play somewhat physical. But this was going to be your best test the rest of the way to determine – how do we go up against that San Francisco play style? How do we go up against physical football teams? How do you think of Buffalo like that? As a physical football team? No. I think I think they're pretty physical. I mean, really? you think about think about Allen. Like their quarterback is the yeah. only quarterback left in the NFL who won't slide. He yeah. tries to run people yeah, he's over. He's a beast. I think that their offensive but, line in the trenches, they're very, very physical. Their defensive line, they're, they're a little finesse in the way they rush the passer. They like to get upfield. But I, man. I, I never thought of the Buffalo Bills as tough. Oh, I do. I, I think that my biggest issue with them has been, I think that they're undisciplined at times, but I, I think they're very physical. Their defense, the guys on their defense, a lot of times their linebackers are very physical. They're just small. Their cornerbacks, Rasul Douglas is one of the more physical, grabby, jammy type of corners in the NFL. The safeties, Poyer and Hyde, those are, Hyde didn't play yesterday, but Poyer and Hyde are, are two of the more physical safeties in the NFL. Well, you think this was a, the biggest physical tef, uh, test Compared to Miami and Detroit. This is the most physical test left on their schedule. Probably after, I don't know. I mean, it's probably since since the 49er game. This was going to be the most physical game left on the schedule. And they got punched in the mouth again. The only one that maybe, I don't know. Like, I mean, you, you can say that at times, like, teams like Washington play physically, but they're just not very good. So when you talk about being good and physical. What about Philadelphia's physicality? 
I don't think Philadelphia is very physical. Like, like in the run game there, they're on one side of the ball, but I don't think complete both sides of the ball there. They they do play physical football on the offensive side, especially on the offensive line. But I, I think that as a complete, hey, both sides of your team are seeing this physicality the way San Francisco does. Buffalo was going to be the closest one to that. More of your Cowboy phone calls. You can give us your star up, star down. Brought to you by the Big Green Egg coming up at 8 o'clock. Are these Tolos still on hold? I don't know if they're still there. Yeah, I put them on hold. Okay. Yeah, if they hang up, they, Let's they see. go away. But I mean, they've been hanging you around. Want me to check real quick. Yeah, yeah, check real quick on uh, Drew, Justin, and X in South Carolina uh, because you guys have been on hold for a while. So I want to go ahead and get you through for taking the time. And then we'll get more Cowboy phone calls for sure at 8 o'clock. Can I give you really quickly as a side note? It's not Cowboys related at all. I've just been wanting to use this stat all morning. And we didn't get Please. to go to the Tennessee Titans game when we did uh, the recap at 7 o'clock. My favorite note from yesterday. Derrick Henry is the first player in NFL history to have at least 20 touches in a game and produce less than 15 yards from scrimmage. He had over 20 touches yesterday and had fewer than 15 yards from scrimmage. First player in NFL history to do that. So King Henry uh, might might be past his prime. Mr. He might be uh, that Mr. DFW workout guy. Drew in Dallas. Drew, you're up on Sean and Bobby. Go ahead, boss. What's going on, y'all? Tolo. Thank What's you. Up? Hey, I got a few things to say uh, real quick. I got a buddy here that wanted to say something to y'all. Hey, y'all, it's uh, me, Jerry Jones. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know y'all get in this uh, MVP talk and talk about my uh, Dakota Rain Prescott quarterback and this Brock Purdy fella. But uh, I just got one thing to say. We're not going to be jacking around like that this morning, all right? You hear me? Now, listen, <laughs> you want to talk about Dakota Rain Prescott, not to be tried, but any one of y'all and me can fight, all right? <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, I got a couple things. When we're talking hey, about that's a run, famous that's... Jerry impersonator on social media. It's pretty good. Nope, right? it's not. But I'll come on any time to do it, boys. <laughs> okay. Um, listen, when I I'm, thought we're he actually did pass game. the phone to another buddy. Well done. My bad. Good job. I'm <laughs> stupid. When we're talking about this run game, Micah Parsons was nowhere to be found from what I saw yesterday. Mm. And my question, one of my questions is, is if they can get him off the ball at linebacker a few yards off, I mean – there's no reason he shouldn't be a heat-sinking missile going at James or going at Cook yeah. all night. Great and point. I, mean, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's something that they can scheme up, but right. I mean he he's nowhere when he's down on the line, getting washed away with all these big guys. You know. Great point. Great impersonation. Thank you for the call, Drew. Bobby, what do you say to that? I I'll be honest. I don't I don't think Micah has been exceptional as a run defender since he got here he's it, been he's been okay and and when he has to play traditional linebacker I feel like he does a decent job there are times where he does take the wrong he steps into the wrong gap he reads things incorrectly I think that as a run defender he's lighter he's not as athletic whatever else I think Marquise Bell is a better run defender than Micah is at linebacker and so wow. I, I don't think you're getting enough by standing him up and doing that to take him out of the trenches you do get so much with him as a pass rusher two tackles on the day for Micah Justin Great impersonation. No quarterback hits. Second time this year. Only second time this year that he's had no quarterback hits in a game. Justin and Garland, you're live on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Morning, fellas. Morning. <sighs> Here we go again. Here we go again. My name is This team <laughs> has given us the ugly truth once again that when teams get tough, when they get physical, when they really reach down and grab acorns, they have no acorns of their own. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I, I hear Brian Broaddus, and I love Brian Broaddus. I hear him say all the time that Marvin Smith is uh, slow getting off the line. I mean, this has been going on all year, apparently. 
if they can't scheme it up, if they can't coach it up, if they can't, I mean, I don't know what else you can do. I mean, that's obviously a bust. I know he keeps saying, like, when he gets off the line, but, like, there are a few times that I've seen him actually get off the line with everybody else. It's like everybody goes, and there's a second, and then he goes. It just drives me crazy. And then another point I want to make about these callers, I'm going to use a family guy reference. It really grinds my gears <laughs> when this Leon fella comes on and he's all, oh, well, you know, it's week to week, guys. We have to go back to the drawing board. It's not that we're telling you not to be a fan. It's not that we're telling you that they're not going to win. They're going to win every game. It's the way they lose the games when they lose them. Yes. They mm-hmm. get pumped. They get pushed around. I've seen Dak Prescott. I've seen Jay Ferguson, C.D. Lambs, everybody's bull jiving, everybody dancing on the, on the field before the game. Everybody's got their will along. Yep. And then the team come out and punch you straight in your mouth, and what do you do? You sat there and you freaking let it happen. You go to the locker room after do that, and they put up, oh, I'm sorry, Dane, they put up 200 yards on you on the ground. And I understand you got to make adjustments. And we come out and we see the same thing. This team is gunless, they're heartless. You know, they're front runners. When things get tough, I was a Marine. I didn't want neither one of those guys in any foxhole or anywhere in the overseas if things get real tough because they all fall back. And I need the Marcus Rose to shut the hell up. <laughs> things go right. You know, it'll be push, push, push. Well, what happened when they push, push, push the other day? You sat there and you got rocked. You fell down. You waited to the 10 count. You went home. And the only person that should have been on that plane ride home, I agree with Bobby, is Tony Pollard. Love you guys. Great call. Wonderful call. Phenomenal call. Now, what will happen this week? One of two things. I know what's probably going to happen tomorrow at 830. Are the Dallas Cowboys going to stand up in front of the media and acknowledge that they have a question mark about their toughness? Or are they going to spin it and be delusional? Jerry, tomorrow, when we ask him about his team's toughness, because he did not talk after the game, whether we attach the word soft to it, we're still trying to come up with the phrasing of the question. Are they going to own it? Or are they going to get upset? Because Mike McCarthy yesterday in the post was getting a little butthurt. Is Dak Prescott going to own it? Are they going to take offense? Tank going to take offense? Micah sounded like he was owning it yesterday in the post. What are they going to do? They going to have a real... Real, real conversation? Or are you going to be delusional? Because Jerry's going to come on here and be like, well, I don't know if you can, we can get fake Jerry to do it. I don't know if you can, that's really fair. And, you know, there's good teams and everyone's tough. And we knew it would be a mighty tall task. And don't forget about 10 or 11 wins. And we did make the playoffs. That, to me, is just being delusional and putting your head in the sand. What are they going to do? Are you going to own it? Probably not. 877-881-1053. Back to your Cowboy phone calls at 8. Best and worst of the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Woo! We got a hard launch road trip from Pepe making it official. And RJ Choppy leaving Bobby, hanging Bobby out to dry with Lee Bryce. Yep. So we did go see uh, Lee Bryce, a uh, friend of the show, Lee Bryce, who we talked to. And so awesome, last week. Awesome dude. Awesome yeah, interview. Yeah. And he was he was fantastic on Saturday night. Great show. I was glad I got in there. I was glad I actually got through the doors and was able to watch the show. What because, happened? So I talked to, to Chop before. Well. The, when Chop was booking it, I'd said, hey, uh, can we get tickets? Didn't you say something about tickets? He's like, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you want? How many do you need? And I was like, okay, let me find somebody to go with this. I was like, can I get four? 
He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll put in four and I'll let you know. I was like, okay, cool. So he puts in for the four. He tells me, he texts us on the group thing. He's like, hey, uh, you got four tickets at Will Call. And if anybody else wants tickets, let me know. We can get them. So I was like, sweet. So Kristen and I were looking for the last week, trying to find somebody to go. This Everett was either busy or just something was going on. So it's like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll go ahead and, and drive up there. It'll just be the two of us. So I get to Will Call and the lady there is like, you don't have anything. There's nothing here. Who was it with? Was it with a casino host or was it with the show? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Here, I, I I was, RJ Choppy is who called them in for me. They were supposed to be under my name. I don't know who he was talking to. Now, somebody who used to work here at the station, Anthony, he he works with Lee Bryce. So Even I had Jen, said, so. I said, I think I think it was Anthony was the the person we were connected with, but I'm honestly not sure. So she's like, goes, okay, let me let me call back to the show. So she called back there to him. They handed the phone over to me and he goes, who were you talking to? I explained the whole situation to him. He goes, well, how many tickets do you need? I was like, I mean, we're, we had four for us, but I was, I, we only brought two people. He's like, well, I got two tickets. We'll run two tickets up to the front for you. And he's like, there's still two left, so you can get those. So whoever I talked to there, saint of a man, he he ran two tickets up there, fixed it, hooked it up. I texted Chop. Chop's like, you have no idea. Uh, let me reach out. It was not Anthony that was the contact person. It was somebody else. When I finally reached them, they're like, Hey, sorry, must have been a mix up, but I called them. Sounds like you got tickets. So, you know, enjoy the show. I was like, all right, cool. So we did go nice. in there. It was a great time. Uh, ran into a couple Tolos while we were out there. Uh, I had bumped into Jason Chambliss and his son Gage from Denison. They they were listeners and they yelled out to me from across the casino when they saw me. And so I went over and talked to them. That was cool. And then one of the uh, security guards there, Larry who used to be the uh, the head football coach at Dripping Springs High School years oh, ago. Oh, great vodka. Yes, and so he's uh, he's from around the area, and he drives 105 miles twice a week to pick up uh, some shifts at, at Choctaw. And I was like, oh, okay, that seems like a lot of driving. Did he's you, like, well, it's just for my gambling Did habit. you dance, and did Lee Bryce call you on stage? I did not get called on stage. I did not dance. And I'd already told Kristen, I was like, I don't think anything's going to happen. But let's just say we could call in such a, and she's like, no, I'm not standing up. Do not like she was too. She did not want to be. She's the, in love with Lee Bryce. She is. And she did not want to be the whole center of attention. So that was uh, that was Saturday. That was an enjoyable experience. And then, of course, yesterday. Did you stay? Yeah, I, I ended. I was going to drive back, but then I was like, no, it's late. I think I'd rather stay out here. So I did not stay at the casino. Because that was, when I looked at rooms, I was looking at the last second. It was like 500 bucks a night. It was like, no, uh, we're not doing this. So well, you got to talk to Tim Collins. He knows a guy, knows a guy, hey. knows a guy. No, I well, would. you never stay either. I, I did once. Okay. I did once. All right. So I went a mile down the road to like a La Quinta or something. It was like, we just need a bed for the night. We got up, drove back in the morning, and then went to Underdogs in Flower Mound yesterday. Watched the game with some Tolos. Uh, Chef Eric came out there. Pastry Chef Eric. Love, love Eric. Uh, Twolo John, his buddy Philip, uh, who Philip had his little daughter there, a year old, and he was like having me talk to her. And he's like, she wakes up to your voice every morning because she she hears uh. us playing the show every morning. So that was cool. And then uh, Tate and Marty Skaggs came out there, father and son, uh, big time Tolos. It was great hanging out with them, getting to to just enjoy the brutal experience. Had a couple uh, shots of screwball with him. Screwball? Yeah, which I had never had before. What is it? So Cody had been telling me about this. Cody, uh, our our marketing planner, whatever his name is, uh, he had been telling me about this recently. It's a peanut butter whiskey that I guess oh! is getting really popular. I've heard about it. Tasted this. like a peanut butter milkshake or something. Oh, it was gosh. so good. I, lo- I would love that. So, man, it was, it was fantastic. It was a great weekend overall other than the Cowboys getting their asses kicked. And now we get to PayPay. Oh, yeah. First thing on the couch, Amanda goes, is that the hard launch? And I didn't know what she was talking about or referring to. 
but it was the uh, RJ Choppy phrase that all the kids are using. Take it away, Pepe. Yes, me and my girlfriend, Mackenzie, went to Shreveport. She went to Texas Tech, so we had to watch the world-famous Independence Bowl between the Red Raiders and the California Golden Bears. And the Red Raiders pulled it off. They won the game. They blew them out of the water. 34-14, I think, 17. Was that your first bowl game? Uh, In a while. I've been to some. I've been to Cotton Bowl here and there. But, uh, yeah, that was my first out-of-state one that I'd been to. But, I mean, I I miss the college atmosphere. Atmosphere. I mean, it, I mean, the Red Raiders showed up, and it, I mean, it was it was nice. We didn't tailgate or anything. It was an eight fifteen kick. Was not happy about that, but uh, it was cold. But I love the atmosphere. Did you drive back that night, or did you stay? No, we stayed. Oh, separate rooms, right? Uh, a- absolutely. And yeah. we were in the uh, the Bally's hotel. I guess Bally has their own hotel there. <laughs> I, I don't know how much longer that's gonna last. But they didn't uh, black out all, the whole floor. <laughs> no, they did it. Um, but you know, we had to stay at one with Mike the casino. Mike Bassick picking up a shift. Yeah, <laughs> there was a casino on the first floor. Had to stay at one with the casino. John Ragan checks you in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where all Bally's money's going. So, casino, did you did you win? Um, well, I was up. I was up, and that, that's you know we had fun. We competitive. We were competitive for about an hour and fifteen minutes. Did she sit down with you and gamble, or just watch you? No, she just watched. She just stays oh. over my shoulder. Yeah, but the drinks were free there. Thank goodness, you yeah. know. So it was it was a good time. But you know, I, I knew she. She says she's fine with it, like just staying in there watching me. But I'm like, you're not having fun. Like this isn't enjoyable for you. So I, w- I was trying to get through it quick and be there for like an hour, hour and a half max. But uh, <laughs> still a long time. But yeah, th- then we had you know a few hours to chill. You know, went around downtown a little bit. Yeah, but, but as you pointed out last night, since you started dating her, she's the human mush. Since Man. you started dating her, you have not won a gambling one time. No, I like I've been up, but I have not walked away from casino because this was the thing. Is like you were gonna- before this. I was like, on a roll. I, I was up. I was up like 800 bucks in my last like six trips going to the casino. Because all I do is just go up like 150, 200, and then like I stop after that. Yeah. I could not get above 55 dollars to save my life. So I mean, and if you include my loss in Vegas, oh my goodness. I mean, we're almost talking 2k here that we're that we've been down. It, it's it's been bad. But we can't lose them all, right? You, you got to keep going. You're only a loser if you quit, <laughs> right? Right. So yeah, lost it's an 800 again. hotline in your future. <laughs> <laughs> I need the number for sure. Just lost a couple hundred bucks. You know, just played a little bit. But, uh, well, I, I mean, let's be honest here. So since you got in, in the relationship, you're losing money gambling. That's one. But then you also got to look at the net loss of what you're spending on the relationship. Yeah. And I think you're way down now. You're 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 more down than you would probably consider. And you've now shown her like you've upped the gift ante. Like you've shown that you're willing to lose a couple hundred bucks gambling. Like, oh, yeah. Got to yeah, be going it, to her it, now. It, yeah, because if I don't spend 100 on her birthday or something, but I'm losing 200, 300 yeah. gambling. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, you will go. hear that. You, oh, you'll spend $300 on, on gambling. You'll lose $300 to, to you know, play poker or whatever, but you won't buy me, you know, whatever. Yeah, you've, you've set yourself up for that now. Did you go with the tippy toes when you took the picture? Because no, I noticed I you guys not. were even no. high. Carter, so are we I getting that on the fan cam? Are we going to get the hard launch on the fan cam, Twitch? Uh, Ryan would have it. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> oh, don't say that. The, de- <laughs> the decision, Pepe, the decision. To do the hard launch. I think he was yes. wearing lifts, too. How, 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 how was it discussed? Uh, we had talked about for a while. I had put it on my social media before, like Snapchat, but it wasn't like an actual picture picture, which yeah. I, that, that's the rules. The picture goes on Instagram. It's just it's not a selfie or anything. It's just the YouTube with whatever in the background, the picture. That's the hard launch. That's the first official picture of the relationship. So that's what she. That's what we did. She posted it first, and I posted it a little bit later. Ooh. But... Um, yeah, it was her idea. I mean, I was going to do it anyways, but she wanted to say, hold on, let me do the hard launch. Let me do it. And all her friends would comment on her p- picture saying hard launch. The Tolo showed up on my picture. But the big issue Tolo's had with me, because we all know, you know, I'm a big Texas fan, right? But I was at the Texas Tech game. She got me a uh, Red Raider polo to wear. And, and you put it on? I put it on. I, I, 
I didn't want now. People are saying, oh, you're because a, you're whipped. You're whipped. I was like, well, what was I going to do? She bought it. It's like a $55 Bro, she should polo. know not to have bought it for you. Well, but. Doesn't I, she know you're a Longhorn diehard? Yes, she then does. Then why did she buy you a Texas Tech? Because she wanted me to look like I belonged in the crowd. Because I was doing the tortilla toss, which made I flung that tortilla so far. Well, you're used I to it at so your family <laughs> gatherings. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got a lot that's of experience roles, throwing bread. Yeah. No, this is a. Uh, Dude, yeah. that's that's a soft move, Peyton. But I think. That's a soft fan like, move. If, if it, you're uh, you, you I just want to make her happy, though, guys. You know, I just want to make her happy, right? Oh, is that too simpish? My bad. Mike McCarthy's God. coaching this guy through his relationship. How soft he is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, look. Soft now, is that to a T. <laughs> yeah, we can't call him Texas diehard anymore, by the way, if he's going to be running around in tech gear at a Texas Tech game. I'm curious, did the uh, – are, 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 are Bobby and I the only the, the only guys left? Yeah. Are we the only real – are we the only men left that don't just <laughs> – Morph, you choppy. Us and Bassick. Uh, no, I think no, I don't think about. I, I don't think Bassick does. I think he talks big, mm. and then he goes home, and he's a, probably a completely different person. Or probably the only ones left that just don't sit there and turn into jellyfish and just get told what to do. Well, you're married, you know. I'm, I'm not married yet. I'm a, I'm a month and a half into I this. I know. Thing. Who knows yeah. how much worse this is going to get yeah. when you're married? It's worse that you're My doing it this gosh. early. Did did she did she bring up, did she happen to hear the segment where we talked about you guys sharing locations? Yes, she listened to the whole thing. Oh, and what was her take on and that? She said, you guys are just old. <laughs> I can't believe it's an age thing. You don't have children. Did you see the poll, though? Did we get a final result? It was 56-44 with 1,100 I can't so. believe it. I cannot believe it. But oh. she said, because we real quick, we mentioned the My Life 360 or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's more psycho than sharing. Yeah, you, Life 360 for is generally for like a kid, I think. Because like you can see like how fast they're going, it, where they've yeah. been every single it's of, for, minute of the day. It's for kids, typically. It's like yeah. to know uh, where your kids are. When they're driving. Yeah, it's not. T- typically, you don't have couples sharing Life 360. That's uh, for kids. Yeah, that would be. Wh- that's like be families crazy. watching over their kids. Best and worst of the weekend during the expressway. Look, good Lord, Carter. He didn't even put it up. <laughs> he's he's working on videos back here. Good you know, YouTube page is gonna... Where when is Ron? Is Carter in for the week? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> he's prepping for his week. Now he's a big uh, radio star. He's got to do his college football segment on KMC. Now he got a little bit of airtime. He's got to pre- he's got to prep for, for the he's got to prep for the fan fantasy football league playoffs. He's got to he's got to get his <laughs> roster right. God, he's wor- he's worse on the fan cam than in fantasy. <laughs> Hey, 3-11 and 11 on the fan cam. <laughs> Cowboy phone calls next on Sean and RJ. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 